when the opportunity came to work with Scott again, well, he's unreal, to be honest with you, mate. Like, just love the way he operates. Uh, so when that opportunity came, I, I took the opportunity with both hands. You know, it is risky joining a new team. I've, I've been there, you know, with um, with DC back in 2020. And there are obviously teething problems when joining a new side. However, when you've got someone like Scott Lawrence or, and World Rugby's back in it, I think we're in pretty safe hands. And I think it's a really exciting venture. So I was traded to the Anthem. It wasn't necessarily in my control, but I love the fact that I'm here now and it's a really exciting opportunity. Welcome to US Rugby Happy Hour Live. Interviews with the biggest names in American rugby. The New England Free Jacks, Major League Rugby Champions. Hey, Fitz, what's going on? Bill, not much, man. Just happy to be doing this again. All right, hey, let's get into it. Our, our guest is waiting for us. But before we do that, a little business for our listeners. Uh, please, whatever you're listening to, whether it's uh, your live streaming on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or my LinkedIn page, actually, or listening to the podcast replay of this, please go ahead and like, follow, and subscribe to us. Uh, it really helps get the show out for more and more listeners, more and more eyes. Uh, it really helps us, and, and it helps our guests. It helps the game of rugby in the United States, which is why Fitzy and I do this. Also, uh, reviews are great. Go ahead and give us a review. We'll read it if it's nice. Um, and either way, please give us a follow on uh, eaglesoverseas.com or rugbymorning.com and also at, at eaglesoverseas and at rugbymorning and all social media channels. So, whew, man, the business stuff is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, let's do it. Let's get into our guest who's waiting. Eagle number 562-60. I think I got that wrong. I have my glasses on. 69 capped MLR veteran and now uh, kind of the old guy on a new team. <laughs> let's all welcome Jake Turnbull. Hey, Jake, how are you? Yeah, good, man. Thanks for having me. How are you, boys? Well, good, good. Are you the old guy now? <laughs> I am. I actually, yeah, I'm the oldest in the team by a fair amount. And I was, it's uh, struggling to comprehend that, but yeah, time flies, eh? You're not even old. What are you, like 30? Yeah, yeah, 30. I like to think I'm young, but you know, when I'm out there with 22-year-olds, it definitely uh, questions questions what I'm still doing. Well, yeah, like, but, yeah, 30 in rugby years is like... 48 50 or something but <laughs> yeah, hanging on for dear life yeah so yeah, hey hey how's the city of charlotte t- treating you having a good time down there yeah loving it loving it so far um i haven't done too much exploring i only got in early last week and training's been jam-packed but matt i've got all the um the info on where to go and right now i'm just kind of waiting till may when all the nascar events uh, i've done pretty much every single kind of american major sport and the last one to tick off uh, is NASCAR. So I think there's the events in, in May. So I've got that uh, marked down the calendar. Yeah, that's a big well, one too. It is. And and, is it? and not to rub it in, Jake and Fitzy, but uh, I've I've done a, one of my clients for the job that pays the bills is NASCAR. And I've been to pretty much every track, including Daytona 500 a number of times. So I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm bragging. Oh, yeah. I'm bragging. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. They're good. Yeah, it's a good time. Get to the museum down there. Uh, you'll, uh, the NASCAR museum is pretty cool. Uh, hey, hey, Oh, okay, yeah, 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 absolutely. And the speedway there is pretty amazing. Um, but I think Fitzy and I actually were talking about this a little bit earlier um, before everything started. There's a little game going on this Sunday uh, <laughs> out there in uh, what's it in Vegas? Uh, do you watch NFL? And if so, who, who's your pick? Yeah, no, I'm a big fan. I'm Miami Dolphins on my team. So my family is originally from Miami. Oh, 
Um, so, yeah, I, I've been a tragic supporter for a fair while now and only kind of recently we've just come good. So hopefully next year or the year after we'll open up a Super Bowl window, but I think we just got to get our O-line sorted uh, and some kind of edge rushes until then where we're pretty kind of mid-pack. Like what we haven't won a playoff game since – what, 24 years now? It's been a while. Dan Marino, maybe? Your <laughs> <laughs> way back to Dan Marino, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, he's Dan Marino, exactly. All right, let's 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 talk some rugby. Let's talk anthem rugby. Let's start off with that. Um, something a little, I don't know, it, it, it's not that important, but the uniforms just came out. Uh, the jerseys came out. Light blue, stars and stripes. Uh, darker, you know, you got the darker blues in Seattle now. You got the lighter blues out here. Those are pretty sharp looking. You think you're going to wear those nice? They're going to look good on you? <laughs> oh, I look very nice. Yeah, no, I love them. Love them. I love the whole kind of the stars and shops of it. Big fan of it. What happened there? Did you guys just shop out for a second? No, you're the. Uh, well, yeah, we're yeah, just yeah, yeah. we're having some fun. We uh, we move you out of the way. We're, we're just we're punching oh, cameras. Sorry here. about that. <laughs> yeah, no, the jerseys are looking unreal. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them live yet. So I think uh, we're going to Dallas this weekend for the promo. Uh, so look forward to kind of seeing them in person. Yeah, yeah. Jake, let's talk a little bit about how you got to Anthem, right? So so making the move to Anthem, traded by Seattle. How did this all come about? Was it something that that you initiated? Was it something that uh, Eagles head coach Scott Lawrence initiated? Talk, talk us through how, uh, how that move happened. Uh, so it was an interesting one. Uh, you know, when Toronto and New York fell – it kind of created a chaotic player market. Um, and with the kind of dispersal draft and how it works and picking up players uh, outside the salary cap, kind of things just fell into that. And uh, there was an opportunity for a trade. And uh, when the opportunity came to work with Scott again, well, he's unreal, to be honest with you, mate. Like, just love the way he operates. Uh, so when that opportunity came, I, I took the opportunity with both hands. And obviously there is... You know, it is risky joining a new team. I've, I've been there, you know, with um, with DC back in 2020. And there are obviously teething problems when joining a new side. However, when you've got someone like Scott Lawrence or, and World Rugby's back in it, um, I think we're in pretty safe hands. And I think it's a really exciting venture. So I, I am looking forward to it. Um, you know, when the opportunity, yeah, exactly, I said, I, I was traded to the Anthem. It wasn't necessarily in my control but i love the fact that i'm here now and it's a really exciting opportunity we were joking around bill and i you didn't you didn't leave seattle because of the rain right like i think the average rainfall <laughs> in in seattle like outpaces charlotte by a good good amount yeah definitely i played a factor but no i love seattle seattle was awesome uh being because uh where i lived was on mercer island and my apartment pretty much was right on the water so every morning we were jumping in the uh jumping in the lake and whatnot i mean that was a, a really really beautiful place but i'm um, looking forward to kind of seeing what charlotte has to offer well you know you do know guys um charlotte actually has more rain than seattle it just comes down when it comes oh, down yeah. it's like cats and dogs like it it drenches yeah. So, uh, yeah. Make sure you get your slickers out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let me jump over here to roster real quick, uh, um, uh, Jake. You know, you're like I said earlier ago. You're the senior member of this team. You know, is that extra weight? I mean, on your shoulders? Do you think? Are you looking? Or are you looking forward to being that mentor uh, for the club for the younger players? Yeah, I am looking forward to it. I guess in regards to a bit more load on the shoulder, 
yes, but it's something I'm really looking forward to, um, to having that responsibility. And it, it's, a, it's a really fun kind of role to take on because you've got a guy called Ivan Pulu here. Oh, yeah. I, I hope I corrected that uh, correctly name that but uh he's unreal like he's got so much development he's a tight head and a loose head uh but he's got a great mindset he's got he's got it all like he's got uh what it takes and just to work with him is really exciting and to see where he can go in his future is something i take pride in so yeah there is uh extra kind of pressure on me in a way but it's something that I look at as a skill that I can work on. Um, I know I, I did a leadership role with the Falcons in 2022 and I really enjoyed it. And that's something that I want to develop as a person as well. So uh, taking that role on is something I'm really excited to do. Well, it, before we, I know Fitzy wants to ask you more about roster, but let me jump in here. Um, in case you end up wearing the captain's band, um, we, we actually asked our uh, assistants, which are very good at AI, to come up with imagery for you as the captain of Anthem. Okay. So let's just say they're not very good at AI. So this is the first thing that came up. All right. I'm, I'm not sure what the hat is. Uh, it looks like a cape back there and maybe some suspenders. I look like a flight shirt. <laughs> well, there you go. That, that's there, like Alvin with a cape. There you go. <laughs> I think our AI. I think oh, our boss, AI needs a little more. What's going on with the tattoos? The tattoos you got. I like it. It's got uh, on your right arms, like the softness side of you, the pink roses, and. <laughs> oh, it's definitely captured the softness side of me. Definitely. <laughs> Looks like you're about to go to Oktoberfest or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the spare tire, as it got. Oh, oh well, what, like what prop doesn't have that? No, nah, I don't know if I'll be the captain or not. Uh, it. It's not really a massive deal for me, even though I'm technically at the moment the oldest uh, and the most experienced. Look, if someone's a better qualified for the role, then give it to him. It's mm-hmm. you know I'm happy doing what I'm doing. What's what, what's best for the team is what's best for the team. But uh, at the moment, I love working with uh, the younger front rowers. Yeah, you you mentioned um, Ivan Pula. Um, just a moment ago, and I guess coming into camp, um, you know, besides you know Ivan, are there any other players that maybe you hadn't seen before who in who are kind of like sticking out in 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 your mind as like someone fans should be on the lookout for yeah definitely and to be honest with you there's a lot of guys i haven't seen um so coming into camp there's some guys with some serious potential it's just the nuances of the game that are starting to pick up and that's uh coming with more detailed coaching but to kind of name probably some three players like joe Bassa, who was at new york is uh, a very smart footy player uh, so it's, it'll be really nice to see him get some solid game time this year. Uh, someone like Logan Weedner. Yeah. Uh, I know he's Canadian and American. And probably in the back in the back line, uh, someone is really looking forward to seeing we get some confidence is Shane Barry. Yeah. He just needs a bit more timber on. But, mate, when he's confident, he's unbelievable. He's a very smart footy player. And going back to last year, he got a, he got a start against San Diego in that last uh, regular season game. And, mate, I thought he carved up. So to get him uh, some more consistent game time and get that confidence, I, I think he, he's he got a lot a lot to show, and uh, I think this is the place for him. Yeah, you, you mentioned a few, and there's definitely a variety of players, right? And certainly the focus for the anthem, right, is that 
developing that young domestic talent. You know, a, a guy whose name that I saw that I was surprised to see, David Still, right, making that transition from sevens to back to fifteens. Former Glenn, former Raptors guy, right? Were you guys? You guys weren't on the Raptors at the same time. Former AJ, no, no, at Austin. We're at Austin. Austin, together. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. How is um? And mate, Stills is a pure athlete. Yeah. Like he is, mate, one of the best athletes I've ever seen. And he came to Austin in 2021, and he was very raw. And coming from football, it was a bit of a diff- different mentality. Uh, then he went over to sevens, and uh, obviously. It really worked like his skills are unbelievable. And now seeing him here at training, like, mate, his shoulders, his rocky boulders, like he's huge and he's just like a big, just a ball of muscle. And, mate, watching him uh, run an unders line is pretty scary. So really looking forward to seeing kind of what damage he can do on the field this year. And, yeah, like he's, mate, his speed, his speed off the mark is scary. Uh, let's jump back to uh, uh, coaching, uh, um, Jake. I know uh, Alama, I think, shows up on Friday, hasn't been in camp just yet. Um, can you talk about the coaching staff other than I mean, him as well? I know I don't know if you've had conversations with him on the phone at least. Uh, talk about the coaching staff. We've been in there for a week so far. So who who do you have on the staff? And uh, talk a bit about them. So we got, yeah, yes, yeah, so Nice Garrick. Uh, he was down in Atlanta. He's our forwards coach. Uh, he's unreal. So obviously, mate, South Africans know their, know their set piece. It's their bread and butter. So it's really uh, – it's awesome to work with him. Uh, Elvis Sevilli, who's got a really uh, kind of a long list of experience as a, yeah. as a professional player as well. He's working on our attack. And Brendan Keane uh, is running our defence. And then Matoko is our S&C coach. I worked with him in the Falcons and he's awesome. He's been kind of working under Alex Ross, who mm-hmm. is the Eagles S&C coach. Uh, and he's, he's awesome. He's uh, unreal. He definitely knows what he's doing. And have you talked at all about goals for this season? Are there any have, have goals been set by the coaching staff as far as like short term or long term goals this season? No, that's actually on Friday. That's what we're doing on Friday. We're setting new teams and setting our goals. So uh, unfortunately, yeah, I can't really go on about that. Oh, make it up. No. <laughs> <laughs> make it up. Yeah, look, it's interesting one. I mean, like we've had that conversation with the boys. Um, it is an interesting kind of concept, isn't it, right? We're backed by World Rugby. We're backed by kind of MLR. Uh, what is our ownership KPIs compared to someone like a San Diego, Seattle ownership? Their KPIs are going to be vastly different to ours, aren't they? Um, this is essentially kind of an experiment. Uh, it's a development It's a development team, right? And it's a necessary thing. You know, when you look at – and this is – so this is just my opinion – uh, MLR is quite a short season, yeah. 16 games, and every game counts. So I, I see coaches, and I understand that, and coaches have to look at every game as it's, it's as important as anything. It's their seasons on the line, their jobs on the line. So when they're looking at these younger players who are untested, they're kind of hesitant to probably put them out there because they don't want something to go wrong, right? And I see a lot of young players in this league who kind of fall through the cracks because they don't actually get that game time and they just more or less become professional trainers. And if you look at other leagues, say in England and in Europe and France and whatnot, uh, they've got a longer season. They've got competitions in between that. They can loan uh, players out to the champ where there's still a lot of good footy they can develop, those young guys, Mm -hmm. then bring them back into the squad. Unfortunately, MLR 
doesn't have that. So this team is really crucial. And that's not to say that where our goal is at the bottom, absolutely not. But now we're getting guys with a massive amount of potential, give them game time and see where they develop. So uh, as a group, we've spoken about it. This isn't like a four-year plan. Oh, yeah, like this is just a team that's just going to um, be good by 2027. No, like we have to look at it as being better every single day. And from where we've gone from week one to week three has just been a real steady rise. And that's great because in some teams that I've been in, right, where those developing guys, as I said, are becoming professional trainers, they're not actually getting good reps at training. They're there just holding bags and are just kind of scout team in a way, right? They're not kind of getting those first team reps. But now these guys are. And with the right mindset, which these guys do, where I've seen a massive, massive improvement, and that's really exciting. So, yeah, it, what are our goals? We'll work that on a Friday as a team. But, however, we're here to be competitive. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is, is we are a, a development kind of experiment team, but a necessary one. Yeah, and as, as you guys meet on Friday, are there um... – are there plans for any preseason matches or are you guys going right into to week one as the first kind of match together? Uh, yeah, with Miami away, nice. which is an yeah, yeah. awful, awful place oh. to play away. <laughs> Especially this time of year, awful. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have asked for a worse time. All right. Well, actually, real quick, let me just mention something to our listeners right now. If you're listening in or live streamed in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or whatever else, uh, go ahead and drop a question in the chat. Uh, even if we move on from Anthem, you can go ahead, ask a question of Anthem, ask anything of us, Jake especially, and we'll, we'll pop it up on here and we'll ask Jake the question if it's if it's appropriate. Uh, Jake, let's get into the season. We touched on it a second ago, preseason now, regular season. First match is against the champs, the Free Jacks. I mean, it sounds like uh, kind of a both feet in the fire here kind of match. Uh, you're going to be ready for that, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, definitely uh... – Phone us in the deep end, see where we, you know, separate the boys from the men. So that's a really exciting opportunity for us to see where we are. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be it'll be a good game. No, looking forward to it. And I'm sure you're looking forward to the May match against Seattle back at Starfire. I mean, we all know how loud that crowd can be. Is that a match that you're like, yeah, I cannot wait for that? Uh, you know, maybe you want to hit an old teammate a little extra hard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, looking forward to it. Honestly, Seattle was such an amazing place to, like, place to play. Like the, the crowd is the most loyal fan base and the most energetic fan base I've ever been a part of. Like they're ridiculous. Like you'll be walking the street and you'll be driving out of the car, they'll call your name and all that. Like I've never really kind of been part of that. And even if it's home or away, it's such a great place to play because they're so loud. They're into it. Make kids a face painted. They're getting into you. And that's awesome to see. Even from an away team, I love saying that because it shows that the game is growing in this country and it shows that people do care a lot about it. So I love I love playing Saddle Away. It's a great place to play. And, yeah, obviously I've still got a lot of good mates there. I'm still chatting and I'm sure there'll be a few cheeky shots here and there, but it's all, <laughs> it's all part of it. It's all fun there. Jake, let's talk a little bit more about your uh, MLR career. Um, MLR put out a stat a couple of years ago. You were the 18th player to reach 50 MLR appearances. You accomplished that with uh, Austin, I believe, in 2022. So, I mean, we got to ask, man, what's the secret to longevity in the sport? How do you, how can you, how do you stay healthy and and not skip okay. a beat? Um, yeah, like uh, surprisingly, for a front rower, uh, Monday to Friday, I'm pretty like regimented with what I eat. 
um, pretty strict, a pretty strict. Like I'm honest, I'm so basic when I eat. I, I literally live off. Uh, my missus hates it if I'm cooking, but it's like pretty much a steak, eggs, avocado, um, frozen veggies, and frozen fruit, <laughs> and a bit of Greek yogurt. And I just I ate the same thing every single day. Yeah, and uh, a bit of stretching. I love like stretching and recovery and all that. So Monday to Friday, if I know I'm pretty switched on from there, then I can definitely enjoy myself on a Saturday and Sunday. And that's how I've kind of worked out that secret. Oh, and also the ticket, also the secret longevity, I think in my opinion was Matt Kiddo put it perfectly. He's like the ticket to staying fit is always be fit. You know, never just go, oh, take two months off and regain the weight and then get back, get back into it. Cause at that point you, you actually see you've lost a fair bit. So I just always try to do some sort of training as, as much as I can, even in the off season, as soon as the season's finished, have a couple of days off, but then get back into it, but not to, the same intensity. I mean, speaking of longevity, the fact that, sorry, Bill, I think you're about to jump into this. The fact that was, Gitto <laughs> is now back in MLR, 40 or 41 years yeah. old. Uh, how exciting is that for you to see, you know, an old, an old friend, if you will, out there um, running around the field? Well, I wouldn't say an old friend. I've only met him like a couple of times, but he's awesome. Like we, you know, I grew up watching him. He's, he's one of the best wallabies of all time. Uh, and to have him out there is so it's so great for the for the game. Forty one to show that he can still do it gives me hope. You know, <laughs> if I can if I can last that long, you know, I'm like my faster mate. I'm hanging on for dear life. But no, man, you got another decade in you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I told myself that. I told myself. I told my wife that as well. She doesn't agree with me, but I'm I'm, I'm still under the dream. But yeah, no, to have a to have a name like you know attached to the league is is, is amazing. And um, for San Diego as well, to have him there, his leadership and experience is definitely going to be more beneficial to them than anyone else, than anything else. Hey, Jake, uh, you've been in the States about 10 years now playing here. You know, how has the level of competition here in the States uh, um, improved since you moved here? Have you seen a remarkable, I mean, a, a nice incline? Yeah. Yeah, massive, massive. From um, year one and two of MLR, which was, it was physical, but there wasn't a whole lot of structure mm-hmm. and there was a lot of unforced errors to where it is now is, is unreal. Like unreal. I won't, I won't, I won't put the names out there, but there's a couple of old guys that came through um, some of the teams and, you know, after the games have a chat to them. And these are guys that are legends that have played you know, over 70 caps for their country, mm-hmm. very successful. And they go, oh, they're like, man, I thought I was coming over here to play touch. <laughs> and they just go, oh, 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 I'm three games in and I'm broken already. And the, the way the league has gone from year one to now is massive. And it just shows, uh, you know, and, and by 2027, where, you know, where we'll be is, is unreal. By 2031, when the World Cup's here, you know, if we continue at this rate, it's going to be a pretty exciting, uh, exciting thing to watch. And speaking of this rate, so obviously all of this hopefully – uh, including Anthem, improves the le- level of USA rugby play, obviously leading into not just the next World Cup, but the World Cup on home soil. Um, so we're speaking of that caps and USA rugby, let's go back to your first cap against Romania. A big moment for you. Um, did it get a little easier by the fifth cap? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matt, I was, I was um, yeah. That first cap probably wasn't my, my greatest game, but um, after I walked out, I was like, that is, you know, it's a moment I've been dreaming of for so long, like just daydreaming about it constantly. The other half of me, I was like, oh, it's pretty dirty because I didn't have the best game. So it was, it was a double-edged sword in a way, but by, yeah, by that fifth game, you get, you feel a little bit more comfortable and a bit more, 
a bit more confidence and it, it's such an amazing experience, mate. Like, honestly, enough it beats it. It's the best thing ever, mate. It's addictive. Once you put that jersey on, mate, you sing that anthem and you look around with your teammates. It, 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 honestly, there's nothing, nothing, nothing better. It's the best, most addictive thing you can ever do. Like, I love it. Love it. Live and breathe for it. Nice. Now, now, Jake, speaking of your first cap against Romania, I was watching a podcast interview you had the other day, and you're getting ready to go on the field, and Shooter McGavin somehow factored yeah. into your first cap experience. Tell us, man, what, what was going on with that? <laughs> no, it's a true story. So it was, uh, I don't know, it was like 30 minutes into the game, and we go to warm up, and me and Tommy Tulvia, we were the last ones like walking, and we hear this black like, screaming, I was like, USA. USA and just I was not think about it but he kept going he kept going he kept going and then we like turned around like who is this bloke who is this lunatic and he's looking at us and he's like that like go USA I'm like oh yeah mate and I think I mate that's shooting me <laughs> I look at Tommy I go Tommy look at this okay is that Tommy is that uh, shooting McGavin he goes mate that is shooting McGavin gives us like the old like that and I was like who would think that on the US debut in Romania you'd see shooting McGavin out of all people? And I love it. I love it. So yeah, the whole time when I was like, when I, when I was warming up, I was trying to look out for him and all that. And by the uh, after the game, I was trying to see if we get a photo with him, but he oh. he must have left before full time. <laughs> that can only happen in USA rugby. I mean, that did oh, no. in Romania. Well, speaking a little bit more about um, USA Rugby and the Men's Eagles program, I mean, like Bill and I have covered this, we've seen this, it's well documented that, you know, America, or at least the Eagles had maybe struggled to kind of form their own identity, right? Like their own playing style. Um, but in some conversations that we've been having with some of the Eagles over the last couple of months here, particularly with, with Scott Lawrence coming on, it seems like that identity is starting to form a little bit or it's changing, they're developing their own style. I mean, I guess maybe put into your own words, kind of your experience on, on how that change is coming about. Or do you feel like there is an American identity of rugby starting to form? Yeah, look, I, I only have an opinion. I don't know if this is a fact or not. Um, I was never part of Gary Gold's um, campaign so I don't really know the ins and outs of that um, but I guess it was more it was a South African kind of style of game to an extent where Scott is really trying to play a fast paced game which is really exciting and I think in just this is just my opinion I think that is what's best for America look Americans Americans are known for their athletes just that power that speed and we're kind of moving towards that style of play like um that kind of Southern Hemisphere style of play, like more of a, I guess, in a way, like an Australian or New Zealand style of play where, you know, using hands and the fast pace. So it's a really exciting. That's why I love it. I love it. Um, you know, you're going off different coaches, have different philosophies. And that's the best thing about rugby, right? There's there's more than one way to skin a cat and there's more than mm. one way to play the game of rugby. And just because one coach plays a different way, it doesn't mean it's wrong or right, but the way that Scott plays definitely suits my game and uh, I love it. I'm a big fan of it and hopefully kind of that's the <laughs> the way America moves forward to it. But I think in my opinion, that's probably the fast-paced game is what works best. It's just with the athletes that we have, that we produce. Uh, you look at someone like Don Bisag who played, started playing rugby, I think, believe it, like six or seven, you know, never wasn't really much of a, a football 
but played rugby through age grade till now. When he's 19 years old, made his debut against Georgia and was unreal. Like, and it just shows um, if we start bringing these guys in from early on to now, like what 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 cattle we can produce in the next um, by, by 2031 is really exciting. You know, Scott Lawrence lost the interim tag on his title. Uh, for most of us, that's uh, the obvious move. Um, did he act at all like he was an interim head coach this past year? It didn't. See, it seemed like they gave him the keys and said, "Here, go. We'll worry about that later." Yeah, no, no. Um, I think the best thing, my favorite thing about Scott is like he, he's really good at galvanizing the team and understanding the pride in the jersey and bringing that back. Well, I'm not saying like bring it back. Like I, I wasn't part of, like I said, I wasn't part of the last campaign. But one thing I really uh, latched onto was just how much pride he brought into that jersey and I don't think there was ever an interim thing like he went in there and this is how we're going to play it's like yep sweet and the boys bought in and that was evident and uh how how he played this year and how he finished strong in in Spain and to finish strong with that trophy was was pretty special and that was on the back of him well, obviously, I think you need to know a little bit about NASA to understand Scott. Seems like everything he's doing has some NASA term to it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. But like every 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 coach will have some sort yeah. of theme to it, and right. that's and that's exciting part. It, it makes it, it makes it interesting, you know. Otherwise, you're just going through the same. It's a bit mundane. So I really like that. Yeah, you know, the Project Mercury. Oh yeah, and sticking to that space theme. Uh, like at Anthem, our uh, you know, we, we focus on NASCAR. Yeah. Oh, it's clear. Uh, so that, that's my thing, yeah. So, Jake, we had um, Dino Waldron and Ryan Mattias on last season, former Eagles, um, and, and we talked at length about team nicknames. Great guys. Play- oh, yeah, great guys. Um, yeah. And they had a lot to say about nicknames, and it was the, the funniest 15 minutes of laughter I, I've ever had. They talked about, uh, you know, Tony Lamborn, uh, Lamborn the, the curry dog, you know, Scam Dolan, the Winnebago, <laughs> um, Nate Brakeley, the RoboCop. Um <laughs> Did, what nickname did you earn early on? Please tell me it was something good. <laughs> uh, I didn't actually have one, eh? Yeah. Nah, I didn't have one. Unless, uh, nah, unfortunately not. Sorry. So you, I've got some other ones. Just like game, but not, not with the Eagles. Yeah, you were too hey? good. <laughs> yeah, other ones from other teams, but I haven't, I haven't earned my nickname yet for the Eagles, unfortunately. I'll work on that one. <laughs> All good. But, Jake, I mean, like, we, we could talk a little bit about your background, right? You mentioned, um, you know, kind of Miami or, you know, your, I guess your mom's side of the family is from the Miami area, if I have that right. Um, yeah. But you grew up in, in yeah, Sydney, yeah. Australia. I mean, when you started playing rugby, two things. One, did you ever think your rugby journey was going to take you to playing rugby in the U.S.? And then, and then did you ever think you were going to be on a rugby podcast in the U.S.? <laughs> like the... Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I never thought that, mate. No, that was, that was dreams come true, eh? Yeah, no, it was podcast. interesting. Obviously, growing up in Australia, um, my old man was a wallaby. And um, hmm. so, you, yeah, I got into rugby quite early. And it was actually not really him that got me into it. It was more my stepdad and uh, my stepbrothers. Well, my stepbrother, uh, Lindsay, he plays for Canada. So what even is more bizarre that, both of us have ended up one place for Canada, one place for US. So hopefully, like, if the stars align and we're able to play a game against each other, that is a dream come true. We've had a couple of games against each other. Like, um, we played club footy back in Australia. So Randwick versus East, uh, New Orleans versus DC, uh, Austin versus LA. And it's always fun. There's always little cheap shots and 
little niggles and like little few eye gouges and whatnot. So it's so fun playing against each other. Uh, and to do that kind of on the big stage would be a dream come true. So hopefully, hopefully one day if the stars aligned. Were you, um, before you moved over to the States, were you at all familiar, or even before you became an Eagle, were you at all familiar with other Australian uh, Eagles, USA Eagles, you know, like Hiltebrand, uh, Marcel Brock, he's not Australian, but he played uh, in there for a while. Greg Peterson, yeah. grew up an NFL fan in Australia, don't know how that happens, but were you familiar with some of these guys? Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Hiltebrand massively, because uh, he's a manly legend. Yeah. So I was East. And then, so I always knew of Hilts. Uh, Greg Peterson knew well, definitely. He was, so he grew up at school just about, just down the road from me. Mm. And mate, the bloke, everyone knew about Greg when you were growing up because he was yeah. mate, huge. Well, you 20s also. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly right. So I I knew of him, but I didn't know him because I think he's, I was um, a bit younger than him. Uh, but I remember, uh, because I used to always like because my mum was obviously American and I love rugby so we'd always kind of watch USA games when I was younger especially at the World Cup in 2003 which was in Sydney I remember I can't remember the bloke's name but there was a nine who was Aussie and whenever like there was games on uh, I believe so he was Aussie I believe it was a nine but I could be I that wrong but um, I used to always try and watch uh, the USA games when I could when I was younger so I had like Toby Strange, like Tom Coolican so there's been a few um, Aussie born or yeah, Aussie background Eagles, but yeah, which I've always uh, so I know I know Coolican quite well. Yeah, nice. Jake, I got I got to ask you just on, on a quick side note because <laughs> I I uh, junior year of college I studied abroad at the University of Wollongong. Did you ever? Oh, did yeah. you ever? It was great. It was right on the beach. You had the the, 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 the mountains right behind. It was fantastic. Did you ever go down and and play any teams down in Wollongong? Uh, no, nah, that's more rugby league yeah, territory. Yeah, we did. That's more league territory. Yeah, we went to so the Illawarra directly once or twice. And my friends would be like, this is when you play. I'm like, well, kind of, but not really because this is <laughs> it's union. And they're like, what does that mean? I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just drink your beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a loose place for going. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. They're right by the water. But I don't. I haven't spent too much time there. I'm, I'm from um, the eastern suburbs, so like Coogee, Bondi area. Yeah, yeah, nice. Jake, do you still have family down in Miami? Uh, not Miami, but West Palm Beach. So hopefully you maybe see them. So West Palm Beach and Atlanta. So yeah, looking forward to it. So it'll be awesome. Like, it's really cool to actually um, play uh, an MLI game down there. Oh, honestly, since year one, I've always like dreamt of that, of that being a possibility. And uh, you know, having my mum's mum's family down there, that, that'd be a really special moment. So really looking forward to that. Well, I'm in the Boston area. Um, Fitzy's in the D.C. area. So when you come and play D.C. and New England, be sure to say hello. I'll see you after the match. Um, I'll also be yeah, down. I'll be down in Chicago for the first match as well. So I might hit you up down there as well. But um, do. Jake, man, it's been a blast talking to you, catching up on this. Um, Fitzy and I wish you a ton of luck with Anthem. Uh, USA Rugby more. Yeah, nah, thank you so much, lads. I uh, really appreciate it. Eh? Best of luck. And uh, see you soon at one of the games. Yeah, buddy. See you later. Yeah, another good guest, man. He's uh, just, these guys are, are fun, you know. They're uh, yeah. They just love talking the game, and I love what you're saying about, you know, uh, not really knowing much about the game here, but moving here and being impressed eventually. You know, the people he talked to, only person, one person I think of that he might have talked to that kind of underestimated the level would be uh, was it Bastard, but you know the uh, um, the French yeah, player, yeah. the French center, yeah, because yeah. he got yeah, battered yeah. that first year he was here. <laughs> well, he was. I mean, he was. 
a little overweight. <laughs> Maybe playing out yeah, of position. Yeah, he didn't take it serious. <laughs> yeah. But but he was right, right? Like the maybe the the mindset has definitely shifted, right? Where you know year one, year two, you know international players coming over thinking you know quote unquote just touch, obviously not, but like right. maybe underestimating the the level of just physicality and speed and stuff. So it's good to hear that you know from when Jake first came to MLR to now, just like how impressed and just the level of the quality is going up and the structure and the organization of everything so i mean progress progress is being made out there slowly but surely yeah i know i know he downplayed it but i'm sure he's going to be like uh you know a, a kid's seen as hero when he sees uh matt Gitto when they're when they're facing each other he's like, oh my god that's <laughs> 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 no it's great all right let's let's end it with this listeners thanks again for tuning in um please do us a favor like, follow, and subscribe to this on YouTube, your podcast, your favorite podcast player on all major podcast players. Follow both Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning on both or all social media channels pretty much. And also check us out at eaglesoverseas.com and rugbymorning.com as well. Betsy, good to see you. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch up next week. Sounds good. All right, Bill.